Hi guys, welcome to another blog. Welcome to another therapy session, and and uh, trying to get <clears throat> trying to get the audio quality a bit better. I think the last one I did was a bit dodgy, but uh, anyhow, I hope you. I hope this finds you well. I hope you're working on your health and your happiness, and uh, yeah, your health. Really, I can't can't stress that more than anything. Is the health. Um, yeah, lack of stress, uh, you know, uh, stress is going to bring you down in your health. So really you need to sort of, uh, minimize the amount of stress guys. Uh, I know a lot of guys get stressed up. A lot of guys get very stressed up in their job, um, which is what happened to me. And, um, now looking back, I really regret it now. Um, you know, getting ridiculously stressed up. And uh, I'm so glad that I managed to get out of the workplace uh, early on. Um, yeah, so, uh, <clears throat> yeah, basically, um, lovely sunny day here <clears throat> in the UK. Uh, it's quite a rarity, <laughs> to be quite honest. Uh, but we're getting in towards the summer now, so hopefully these days will be quite common. Um yeah, basically this this blog I've been thinking about, um, and this blog is going to be called The Unholy Marriage Between Religion and Government. Now, the marriage between religion and government. And... Uh, if you're a religious type, you might not want to listen to this blog, but nevertheless, I'm going to talk about the religion as a general concept uh, and the government in cahoots. And, you know, for some of you, this might be very, very basic stuff, what I'm going to talk about, but anyhow, I'm going to talk about it anyway, uh, because it's all dawning on me. <laughs> probably like but lately, that uh, the church and the state are married together. Uh, and so they push various things, and they've done this over the centuries. Uh, and obviously, nowadays, you know, you're not burnt at the stake for heresy, but in a town near me, there's this spot marks the spot of somebody who's burnt at the stake. Uh, yeah, so it wasn't that long ago. People were being executed for heresy. Um, but government uh, early on, and religion early on, you know, maybe some, some centuries ago, they realised they had common interests and common things to push their own points of view and their own agendas. And, and I, this struck me uh, when I went to a town on the south mm -hmm. coast of the UK called Chichester. Uh, and I like walking around cathedrals. I like the history of it all. 
you know, incredible buildings. Uh, and, you know, you sort of start looking at the um, history on the, um, that they sort of talk about. Um, you know, they sort of have a placard on, on the wall or something telling you what the history of it. Uh, and uh, so the bishop, the bishop of Chichester, was gifted, you know, uh, you know, was gifted the whole county of Sussex or something like this. Or West Sussex or, or the whole of Sussex was gifted by the king at the time to this bishop. And so, obviously, there was a lot of back-scratching going on. Uh, and so the, the bishop became incredibly powerful. The church became <clears throat> incredibly powerful by this convenient re relationship with government. And, of course, government use religion to push their agenda as well. Uh, and I always think of all the uh, thousands and millions of people who've been manipulated by government and religion over the centuries. Um, and the reason I'm talking about this is because, you know, uh, this being a men's blog, uh, basically the arrangements between the church and the state for men to uh, marry women. Uh, and, you know, it both, it serves both the church and it serves the government. Uh, the church, you know, get a kickback, they get the money from the actual wedding normally. Uh, and, uh, you know, they get the, um, the business, shall we talk, talk about, um, and they get so people, uh, you know, coming into the church that they can, um, you know, call call upon them to take up religion, uh, to get married, uh, the right thing to do. And then, of course, the government get a kickback too. They get a willing and able taxpayer in the shape of a man who's married. And the man who has uh, sacrificed all to have children. Um, uh, so, yeah, this 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 sort of arrangement is really to uh, you know keep men occupied. And I think this is a thing that you know is a common thread: uh, keeping men occupied so that they can't um, wake up to what's going on and what the government is doing and what the religions are doing behind their back, if you like. Uh, there's lots of ways of keeping men busy. So, you know, you keep men busy with the family and get, keep men busy paying the bills, paying the tax uh, to pay for this family at uh, the detriment of himself. And nine times out of ten, it's the detriment of himself. Uh, a pure sacrifice, really. Uh, and, you know, if, you, if you're a dad, you'll know what I'm talking about, the sacrifice. That's needed. Uh, you know, it's quite, 
quite insane. Um, uh, and, you know, this, this sort of uh, arrangement, you know, that this marriage, the business of marriage is, is a, uh, in my view, a dirty trick to play on men. Uh, you know, there are obviously other dirty tricks, and, uh, you know, to keep people in line, uh, to keep them pacified, uh, you know, the people, men particularly, they, they, they watch football. They love football. Um, men, you know, men kicking a, a leather, a leather skin around the field, uh, you know, keeps men busy, keeps them occupied, um, so uh, all this sort of thing keeps men occupied, in my view. Um, yeah, sure, you like your footy, you know, that's great stuff. But, you know, a lot of, a lot of this sort of uh, stuff you see now is, is great, but, uh, well, I'm not a great football fan, to be honest. Um, Anyway, so, I mean, just one example. I mean, you can sort of say I'm being a bit biased or a bit crazy, but uh, it's just a sort of method of keeping men busy, you know, doing something fairly low-key, like a, like a football or um, this type of stuff, you know, um, watching football, you know, at home on the, on the big screen TV, uh, uh, you know, and uh, so I mean, anyway, I won't go on about that, but generally, the whole concept of marriage is for the benefit of others, not the man, not the man, but the benefit of others, not the individual man. The individual man I'm talking about. So, this arrangement, you know, is a very cosy relationship between the church and the state. Uh, and I think guys now are obviously, you know, starting to wake up uh, to this. Uh, you know, this sort of uh, very, very low um, return on investment of, with marriage and upbringing of children uh, and bringing uh, children into the world. Uh, you know, and having uh, a wife. And oftentimes the return of investment is, is negative. Uh, I'll be fair with you, it's negative. Um, you know, when I think about all of the things I could have done with my time, with my life, my time, my time which is ebbing away at every moment, uh, the things I could have done, the people I could have met, the places I could have gone, the level of enjoyment I could have had. Um, uh, so, this brings me on to a sort of a slight side, side subject, which is where men uh, obviously go forward, they go forward with marriage because they, they fall in love, and, you know, it's all hunky-dory. Um, but, as I mentioned before, once you're married, once you live with a girl, or a person even, once you live with someone, the, the gloves come off. 
uh, and there's the the bad behaviour comes to the fore. Um, the boredom, uh, you know, the, the downright disrespect comes to the fore. From you know, for both parties. I mean, I'm not being. I'll be honest. Uh, I say things to my wife that I would never ever say if if I hadn't, you know, if I wasn't living with a woman. If I wasn't living with her, I would never ever say some of the things disrespectful things. Um, and this generally um, is a massive, massive issue. Um, the disrespect uh, for your hard graft. Um, and, and, you know, it's a sort of running joke that, uh, you know, men, men uh, boys, uh, they get married thinking, oh, I love this girl and I'm going to have regular sex with her. She's beautiful, she's pretty. And we're going to have sex. We can have sex every single day, and it's going to be hot. It's going to be hot sex. But oftentimes, that is not the case. Oftentimes, the sex goes, the desire goes, and then eventually, you'll be having sex once a week, and then once kids come along, once a month even, or something like that. That's the sort of pattern. Um... Uh, and, you know, there's this uh, site at the UK where they sort of post deals. And there's always somebody puts on, you know, a uh, pack of 12 condoms. <laughs> and always, always, uh, somebody makes some funny jokes. Oh, this will last me and my wife the next 12 years. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, but it's sad, very sad as well. Um, so really, you know, this, this marriage business, this marriage, I'm going to call it a monster, really. Uh, the marriage monster has to die. Uh, and something else has to replace it. And I'm not sure what, I'm not sure what has to replace it, but You know, I mean, the individual man, his life, like myself, it could have been far, 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 far happier uh, and more varied. Um, you know, and, and I could have been doing the things I want to do, I wanted to do, and the things that made me happy. Um, and so I could have lived my life far, far more contented. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people say, oh, kids give you contentment. Well, uh, I would agree to some extent, especially little children, young children, you know, the, the, you know, playing ball and going to the park and, you know, the fun times. But, yeah, th those fun times, they pass quite quick. Um, and then you're left with this sort of uh, arrogant teenager and disrespectful wife. Uh, and all the time, they're sort of growing away from you. They're, they're moving away, they're growing away, uh, which is a good thing in my view. But all the time... All the time, the wife quite often is moving away. 
from the husband, you know, getting bored of him, disrespecting him, uh, and you know, even worse, you know, even worse, uh, doing things, other things which you know she shouldn't do. Um, and yet, the man has worked his his guts to the, and has worked his fingers to the bone for this sort of very, very, very poor return on investment and sacrifice. Um, now, this is the reason why I do these blogs, is to say to guys, you know, you know, there should be, uh, there could be another way for you to make maximise your life on this earth. Uh, and... I really, really, in some ways, I pity young guys, but in other ways, I envy young guys if they decide not to get married and enjoy their lives. Uh, and, and quite honestly, quite honestly, you could quite easily enjoy your life to the max without having a, 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 a girl. Um, you could have a good good group of buddies, for example, um, which would take probably quite some years to build that good group of buddies. You know, friends don't just come along. They take a lot of effort and a lot of years of building. Um, and, uh, you know, the unfortunate thing, young guys, they want the sex again. It comes back down to the wanting the sex and the love and the attention. Um, uh, so, you know, this is the sort of thing we need to discuss. We need to talk about what is best for man, what is best for the individual man. Uh, and I don't think it's way out to say that there'll always be men, men who will want to get married and have children. That is without a doubt. That will always be the case. But what I'm saying is, if you found the red pill, if you found blogs such as this, um, there could be and there should be another way for you to be the happiest you possibly can be. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not particularly talking about materialism. Uh, I'm talking about using your time to the max, uh, and being happiest to the max. Uh, this this earth, on the, this this sort of dwindling resource that you've got, which is time, uh, you can really make the most of it. Really can make the most of it. Um, doing everything you want to do in life. And you know, there's this sort of joke, isn't there, that men age like fine wine. And women age like milk. Well, maybe it's a bit cruel, but, uh, you know, men age like Sean Connery. And women age like Sean Connery. Um, you know, so that, that's, the, that's the truth in that, that you'll, you'll marry this very young, hot girl, uh, and pretty she'll be. Uh, and, and, you know, there'll be, the ageing process is not kind for 
female. It really isn't. Um, but but they have makeup which is like a miracle, works miracles on women. Uh, I can quite honestly safely say that in the morning my wife looks like the wreck of the Hesperus. Um, but with makeup she can come out looking like pretty damn good if she spend, spends enough money and enough time she can come out looking pretty damn good so really really guys do you really want to work, wake up with the wreck of the Hesperus that's what I'm saying um, and, and to be honest my wife is probably one of the better of her cohorts the other girls that she knows are absolutely downright awful 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 overweight you know completely ugly um, they've all had kids of course and they've all done the manipulation to get the children that they want um, so I, I I really think that this is a a massive, massive, massive problem for men. Um, not making the most of their time on this earth, which is what it's about. Um, you know, people talk about, oh, I'll get, you know, I've done this, you know, get a Ferrari, I'll get a yacht. Um, and not necessarily be that, you know, it might not necessarily be that sort of thing, but, you know, you might like um, something totally you know, without wealth, it might be um, you know, gardening, uh, it could be farming, it could be woodwork, um, carpentry, uh, anything. I'm just thinking of things off the top of my head, to be honest, but, you know, um, I think people, men, um, they tend to run out of options, run out of options, really, um, as life goes on. Uh, they, when they run out of options of, um, you know, to make themselves happy, um, you know, the, the wife isn't really doing it for them anymore, and they're sort of drifting along, um, which is most marriages, to be honest. So men tend to sort of gravitate to something that brings them some happiness. Uh, and quite often it's it's normally cars, motors, so you get or motorbikes. So you get these guys sort of um, lavishing, and I'm the same. You know, lavishing time and effort onto vehicles uh, on on this lump of metal. You know, which which makes a nice noise when you put the accelerator down. You know, um, that, they sort of gravitate towards something that likes more things that might bring them some happiness. Um, you know, the, the, the married man, I think, uh, after a while, really loses interest in sex, I think, on the whole. Uh, and the woman, uh, definitely, you know, she sort of uh, hits the menopause uh, and all of that sort of thing. Uh, and all of that that entails, it entails. Um, and, and even the process of having children has a, takes a toll on a woman. Uh, you know, sometimes 
they come out of it much, much the worse. Uh, you know, maybe they get depression, postnatal depression. Uh, and quite oftentimes you'll find, you know, once you get married, once you're living with a girl, you'll, you'll find, well, this is the case for men too, to be honest, but you'll find that there's some sort of mental illness lurking. Um, something lurking under the hood, some sort of mental, small mental illness, some slight mental illness, or it could be quite major mental illness. Um, and you know, these things are kicked off in childhood normally. Um, so we're all, we're all susceptible to this. Um, but you really don't want to be living with somebody who's got some lingering mental illness, be it small, be it something larger. You really don't want to sort of commit and marry uh, and live with somebody who may have some small or some medium-sized lingering mental illness. Uh, and you really are going to cop it. You're going to cop it. Uh, you know, she might have a, a hang-up. Um, she might have had some bad experiences with men. Um, and uh, she might not be that interested in sex, to be honest. Uh, I think girls are very highly sexed at, at a young age, but, you know, the, 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 the main driver is children, really, frankly. Um, and they'll do anything to have children. Um, uh, and once the children are born, of course, and once the children are born, then then most of the boxes have been ticked for what she wants. Um, and so really, you know, being married and being living with a girl is really <laughs> fraught with uh, abject disasters, really. Um, and, and nobody, nobody's really immune to this. Um, even, even the most powerful and the, the richest men in this world, the most powerful men and the richest men are prone to this. They're prone to it. Can you believe? Can you believe that women, you know, men are prone to this sort of, uh, semi disaster? Um, no matter how powerful or how rich they may be. And you see this, you see this out there, you see these incredibly, incredibly rich, incredibly powerful guys. Uh, and I'm sort of thinking of the, this uh, King Charles that's recently been put on the throne in the UK here. Um, and, uh, you know, his, his wife, well... She doesn't do anything for me, um, you know, just she doesn't, she doesn't do anything for me. Um, and this all about, you know, this is what I'm saying, you know, this is the sort of thing I'm talking about. Nobody, nobody really escapes, uh, even the most richest, the most powerful pop stars in this world. You know, people like, for say, for example, Paul McCartney, one of the richest men in the world, 
I don't know what his living arrangements is, but you can be pretty sure he's married. Uh, he's wifed up somebody. And he pre pretty much had a disaster on his hands. Uh, the, li the last wife he married, she was a complete and utter fruitcake. Um, I think she had one leg or something. Um, but he, he managed to get out of that. Uh, I mean, you would have thought, Paul McCartney, knowing what female nature is, and had a bad experience with a marriage, you would think he would never want to do it again, but I'm sure he is. Um, and, and he, must, he must, he must. And this is what I've got to think about pop stars, really, that, you know, they, they must have known about female nature, because they, they had downright had groupies. Um, you know, they had girls just willing to get down with them, but just because they were a pop star and they were famous, they must have seen the sort of female nature. They must have seen the way girls would, would uh, get down with them and, and, you know, do kinky stuff and raw dog stuff. Uh, just because they were famous, they must have known what female nature was like. And what I have a problem with is that these, these individuals made money out of talking about love and making love songs. And they made lots and lots of money making love songs. Yet, yet they must have known full well that female nature, they must have known full well about female nature because of the groupie dynamic. And even these people still get married. You know, even Mick Jagger, who must have had loads and loads of girls in bed, uh, and, and they'd be happy to be in bed with him because he was such a big star. And they really didn't mind if they got the heave-ho after one, you know, event. Uh, and yet, Mick Jagger is married, and you know, you sort of think, well, how can this be? One of the, one of the richest, one of the most popular, and one of the most famous men on the planet still thinks it's a good idea to get married. Yeah, it beggars belief, doesn't it? <laughs> it really does. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to end it there. I'm going to end it there for today, uh, and yeah, I hope some it hits some people. I hope this blog, um, obviously, particularly. I mean, if you're married, I apologise. But if you're single and you're younger, I really do hope that this this turns you and makes you think twice about what you're doing. Uh, really, really think about what you're doing uh, for your own well-being and benefit. Okay, so I'll leave it there, guys. From a sunny UK, I'll speak to you next one. Bye for now.